Lakers nation. We have a problem. There's a big problem in Los Angeles, and that problem is the Los Angeles Lakers roster. But could it just be that? Is it possible that the problem just might be LeBron James? As I say that, like Stewie from Family Guy, questioning something in a really high-pitched voice. I am your host for this solo edition of the Ethos Lakers podcast, JC DeLeon. You can find me on Twitter at JC DeLeon1, the hellscape that Twitter is right now. It's still a fun place. You can still catch my musings about the Lakers on Twitter, Ethan's like musings about the Lakers on Twitter. NBA Twitter is always going to be a fun place, regardless of what Elon Musk turns it into. But that's not what this podcast is about. This podcast today is about the Los Angeles Lakers and the myriad of problems that the Lakers have. So as I often do, I've gotten a little busy the last couple of days, so I haven't recorded as often as I would like, and I know Ethan has only recorded once, and so you haven't really heard us since the two-game winning streak that seemed like everything was going to turn right around. Russell Westbrook seems to have accepted his role in coming off the bench, and he's playing really well in coming off the bench. We are now seven games into the experiment of having Russell Westbrook come off the bench, and I think seven games is still a pretty small sample size, but in seven games, he's still playing around 30 minutes a game. He comes in fairly immediately, usually three, four minutes into the game. He's putting up about 13.6 field goal attempts, and he's making almost half of them. His field goal percentage is 49.5%. His three-point percentage since coming off the bench is 42% at a tune of four attempts a game, which is staggering. He's not going to the free throw line as much as you would like, but he's really embracing the facilitator and the distributor role. Although he's scoring 19 points a game, he's also averaging seven assists a game, coming off the bench while grabbing five rebounds and getting a steal. So what's the problem? You know, we thought that the problem was going to be Russell Westbrook. Well, now you've got a Russell Westbrook who's shooting efficiently, embracing his role. So he's becoming a team player. Fans love him now. And Trevor Lane made an interesting tweet. Somebody, you know, called out the alleged hypocrisy of Lakers fans that are now embracing Russell Westbrook now that he's playing good, but Trevor Lane, he likened the fans embracing Russell Westbrook and the people who are admonishing it and calling it hypocritical like this. He he basically said something to the, something to the effect of, because I can't find the tweet, you know, we're presented with new information now. Russell Westbrook is playing more patient. He's playing smarter. His shot selection is infinitely better. Lakers fans who were opposed to Russell Westbrook before are now operating with new information. It would be hypocritical if now that he's playing well, Lakers fans were still hating on him. 
the fact that it took so long for him to finally find a way to mesh with the fans and mesh with the roster and mesh with the organization. Yeah, it's regrettable that it took this long. And it has only been seven games. So we have yet to see if it'll really stick. But it seems like it will. The most eye-popping thing about Russell Westbrook's resurgence, and keep in mind, I am not fully on the Russell Westbrook bandwagon yet. There's still a couple of times a game in which he does kind of press on the, the press on that accelerometer and takes a couple of bad shots and that needs to calm down. But what is kind of staggering is the spark that he provides off the bench and I say the word spark on purpose. Because Russell Westbrook's playing really well with AD. They're running that that pick and roll to perfection. What's missing and what doesn't seem to be fitting. And keep in mind, this is me saying this. I've been real with you guys from day one since I joined this podcast. That I am a LeBron James fan. I'm loyal to, to him because players move around so often while there have been Lakers that I've liked in the past, when it comes to NBA, and I do love all of the NBA, but when it comes to the NBA, my favorite player is LeBron James. But he might be the problem right now. He's shooting inefficiently. He's making bad passes. He's making bad decisions. Contavious Caldwell Pope, when they played the, when they lost to the Denver Nuggets the other day, he had a very interesting quote after the game. And out of all the things that, that people have said when they've either kind of were talking under their breath about LeBron or when they were alluding to LeBron or even some people who might be insincere in their either complimentary in their compliment compliments. Can't say that word. <laughs> or people who were being way over the top in their criticism. I think this is the most kind of, to me as a fan of LeBron James, because this might be the most stinging thing I've ever heard anyone say about LeBron James. And because it stings so much because I see it too. And what he said was, quote, just watching the games it just looks like there's no basketball over there. It's just playing pickup. It's hard to watch sometimes. So from me to him, just get the team together. And I just want to see that spark in him again. I don't think I see that spark in Braun. So hopefully he can get it back. End quote. Now, even though those were Contavious Caldwell Pope's words, that's kind of almost 100% exactly the sentiment I feel when I watch these Laker games lately. I I don't mind that Russell Westbrook is playing well. That's fine. He can play well. I'm I'm really never going to fully embrace his mindset. I hate the rocking the baby celebration. The fact that he's playing well is fine. It's good. I'm happy that he's playing well. Anthony Davis is playing defense out of his mind. Austin Reeves has 
taking a leap this season. It would be great if he could shoot better, but that guy exerts effort and he grabs rebounds and the Lakers desperately need a rebound so well. The two biggest problems with this roster are LeBron James and Kendrick Nunn. Now this poses a problem because based on the contract that LeBron James signed, based on the extension and when, based on what years the extension is for and when he signed that extension, there's no, no trade clause. There's no trade kicker. There's, there's simply no way that the rules allow for LeBron James to be traded. That seems to be the solution for a lot of people is at this point now, Russell's playing well. Anthony Davis is playing well. The team is playing hard. The problem seems to be LeBron James. Maybe it's time to get rid of LeBron James. Well, you can't. The only way you can get rid of him is if you send him home. And you're not going to. Because at this point, he is now less than a thousand points away from breaking Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's record. So what do you do if you're the Lakers? Well, as usual, there are plenty of rumors going around about what it is that the Lakers can do. And there's reports about a mystery superstar player that might be available to the Lakers. But again, all these rumors and everything, they boil down and they come back to what do the Lakers have to offer? Now, at this point, I mean, I'll say it. Russell Westbrook is playing well. But he's still really expensive. And maybe you have to punt on this season. But, and this is kind of, yeah, this is me being kind of a dick right now. But you can trade Russell Westbrook. You can get that money off your cap this season. You can find a decent rental. Play out the season. And then next year, you can just bring Russell Westbrook back on a, on a vet minimum, which is really shitty to say. But you could. Because that contract's going to run out. He's not going to get another max deal. He's not going to get another... He's not going to get a mid-level exception. He'll, he'll get slightly more than a vet minimum deal. And at that rate, with what he's producing, and he might be the sixth man of the year this year. If you want to bring that back next year... By all means, bring it back next year. That's fine. But if you can get something for him this year, why not? Now, what packages are available? Well, we keep going back to the Indiana Pacers, Buddy Heald, Miles Turner trade. Miles Turner, the other day, played out of his mind against New Orleans. He had a 33-point game. He's now blocked a 1,000 shots for his career. He's ready. If you put Miles Turner, the way he's playing defense, next to Anthony Davis at the four, the way he's playing defense, nobody's scoring on the interior of this team, with, with this team. The problem still remains that Utah and Cleveland in the Lakers' last two losses shot the ever-loving lights out from three. So Anthony Davis and Miles Turner aren't really going to give you a lot of help there. So you'd still need a wing defender. And I don't know that Buddy Heald is going to solve that problem. He's probably not. 
So what other superstar names are there? Trades are there? Well, I don't know if you follow the news, but there's a little situation brewing over in Brooklyn, which, and I'm being sarcastic. Obviously, if you're a basketball fan, you know what's going on in Brooklyn. And before I get into the specifics of that, in case you don't know, I will say that in the wake of everything that is happening in Brooklyn, and I, and I posted this on Twitter, I am glad that through all of the Lakers' problems, of which there are many, I am glad that the Lakers' problems are just basketball problems. For all the criticism that Russell Westbrook has gotten, people have said, well, he at least shows up and he at least plays hard, which wasn't enough for me. But in the wake of this Kyrie Irving situation, I can actually appreciate and I can even apologize to Russell Westbrook. I have a newfound sense of appreciation for his level of professionalism amongst the amount of heat that he's gotten from the Lakers fans. I appreciate it because, yeah, that dude does show up. And he's not going to do anything to hurt your team from a PR standpoint. Unlike Kyrie Irving. So into the Brooklyn Nets. So Kyrie Irving, a couple of weeks ago, he posts a link to a documentary that is highly anti-Semitic in nature. And this poses a problem for the league. This poses a problem for the country. In the wake of this, there's a synagogue in Kyrie Irving's hometown that has seen an increase in threat in threats that has necessitated a, a response from the FBI. There are, you know, right wing people who are now supporting Kyrie because they feel like he's being blackballed as if they don't understand what blackballed means. They don't seem to understand that they were the ones who blackballed Colin Kaepernick from the NFL. And what he was doing was standing up against systemic racism. What Kyrie is doing is supporting falsehoods in anti-Semitism. It's abhorrent what Kyrie is doing. Given a chance to apologize or speak on it. He gets into a public argument with an NBA beat writer named Nick Friedel. He's given an opportunity to apologize for it again. He doesn't apologize. He's given a third opportunity from the team owner, Joe Sy to apologize. Never answers his text messages. It's not until that Adam Silver steps in. It's not until that Brooklyn levies him with a five-game suspension. It's not until then that Kyrie decides to post an apology on Instagram that literally anyone could have written. So in the wake of this, or even kind of before this, Steve Nash up and quits. Or Brooklyn wants to hire Ime Udoka, who is in the midst of a scandal of his own. He was in the middle of a suspension from the Boston Celtics for engaging in an inappropriate work relationship with a colleague who is not his fiance. 
And that's all we know. Now, I don't know about your workplace, but a simple marriage affair wouldn't necessarily require a year-long suspension. What Ime Yudoka did, nobody really knows. And honestly, it must have been really bad for the Celtics to have stepped in and suspended this guy before anybody looks under the covers any further. And Brooklyn wanted to hire this guy because supposedly he's really close with Kevin Durant. Which, incidentally, Kevin Durant's business partner, Rich Kleinman, Jewish. Kevin Durant hasn't said much about the Kyrie Irving situation. I'd imagine that his business partner has had a lot to say to Kevin that neither of them want exposed publicly. But it's not a great situation over in Brooklyn. And so now enters the speculation of, well, I and I don't think Kyrie Irving is going to play again. Brooklyn has given Kyrie Irving a, a six-item to-do list for him to complete within the five games before he can come back to the team before he's deemed fit to return to the team. That list, it's not an impossible list, and it's honestly not all that unreasonable. But it, it is things that I just don't think Kyrie's going to do. So enter Kevin Durant, who this summer requested a trade. He must have seen some form of all of this coming. Well, so now people are speculating that Kevin Durant might request a trade again, especially since because now Brooklyn has decided not to hire Ime Udoka. So Kevin Durant may or may not be available. But things did take an interesting turn today before I recorded this. LeBron James, former teammate of Kyrie Irving, won a championship in 2016, defeating the 73-win Golden State Warriors. That 2016 Cleveland Cavalier team my favorite NBA team of all time. Such a fun team to watch. That pick and roll that Kyrie Irving and LeBron James ran was unstoppable. There was a game in the NBA Finals in which both Kyrie and LeBron James had 40 points each. They were my favorite duo ever. But would I, in the wake of this controversy and how bad the Lakers are playing want the Lakers to trade for Kyrie Irving like it seemed like it was going to happen in the summer no I tweeted that and this was about a week before this incident happened that Kyrie brings a lot of baggage and the type of baggage that he brings that suitcase is bound to explode now, I didn't even imagine anything like anti-Semitism being the exploding baggage. I, I don't know what I envisioned when it came to the type of drama that Kyrie can bring. But that dude brings baggage on top of baggage. At this point in his career, it's not worth what he brings to a basketball team, which is a lot. He's actually playing really well this season and LeBron James kind of coming to his defense saying that he should play that the six item list is is too 
too much. Some people might think that to mean that he's willing to have the Lakers trade for Kyrie Irving. But hopefully that's not the case. Everything I'm reading, every analyst I'm I'm reading, nobody wants to wants to touch Kyrie with a ten foot pole. But if Kevin Durant is available, Kevin Durant brings his own obstacles to the equation. Russell Westbrook is a $47 million expiring contract at, at 34 or 35 years old. I believe he's 32 or 30. He's between 32 and 35 years old. Kevin Durant is 34 years old. He does have four years left on that contract. And so what exactly is a 38-year-old Kevin Durant going to bring to the Lakers? Especially given that the Brooklyn Nets are in no position to, you know, talk about how anyone is doing in the standings. The Brooklyn Nets are currently 11th in the East with a record of 5-7. and seven. Whether or not Kevin Durant is the superstar that the Lakers are coveting, nobody really knows. Some people think it might be Bradley Beal, which would be funny. Because if Russell Westbrook were to get traded to Washington, that's basically the last place he was traded before being traded to the Lakers. And the Lakers gave up so much to get Russell Westbrook. They gave up picks. They gave up Kyle Kuzma, who's thrived in Washington. They gave up KCP, who's thrived in Washington and now Denver. But Bradley Beal would be great. Did you know Bradley Beal is still 29 years old? I thought he was way older. I had no idea Bradley Bill was still in his 20s. If that if they could swing that, that might be worth the picks. That might be worth letting go of the spark that Russell Westbrook provides off the bench. But I think two things need to happen with this Laker team in order for it to turn around even a little bit. Which at this point, a little bit of a turnaround is all you can hope for. And that's what that two-game winning streak was was a little bit of a turnaround. You've got to figure out a way to get LeBron James fully engaged, which I'll admit is probably difficult. At his age, in year 20, he injured himself again. He injured his groin a little bit at the end of this Clippers game last night. You don't know what ultimately that's going to result in. And the, the Lakers as an organization need to figure out something with Rob Palinka. If you want to keep him the president, fine. You have to hire a general manager. Just look at another family-run sports team in the Dallas Cowboys. They have their own family members who are executives. They don't know anything about football. That team hasn't won a playoff game in 30 years. Or they've won one playoff game in 30 years. These family-run sports organizations can't be run like family businesses anymore. They need to be run like sports organizations. So Rob Palinka needs to be addressed in some way. Either, either demoted or just get him, get him somebody who will tell him no. Because Jeannie Buss clearly isn't telling him no. 
Somebody needs to tell him no from time to time. And someone needs to get in LeBron's ear. Dude is my favorite player. If I was if I was he was standing in front of me right now as much as as much as most of me would kind of be in awe of the moment, I would really just want to grab him by the ears and be like, "Dude, try." Russell tries. AD tries. Austin tries. You're still one of the top five players in the league. He's putting up 25, seven assists, seven rebounds on like no effort and terrible shooting. If he was just even slightly more engaged, it would make a world of difference. Well, that about does it for this episode of Ethos Lakers. Hope you enjoyed my rambling. I hope you enjoyed my sense of desperation. I hope you enjoyed, honestly, me coming to grips with the fact that LeBron is not who he is right now. That LeBron might actually be a problem. Which is, in 20 years of his career, that's never really been an issue. But, you know, I'm 40 years old. I can be real. LeBron is kind of a problem right now. And that's not good. You can follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Ethos Lakers. You can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at JCDeLeon1. You can follow Ethan on Twitter at Ethan underscore Noroff. Hope you guys have a great rest of your week. Hope you enjoy some Lakers games in your future. Until next time, we are out.